Because if I put on my father's camouflage with my spiky hair, I end up looking like a cactus. <laughs> Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. So something very funny and interesting happened yesterday. Douglas pronounced at. Uh, Douglas pronounced <laughs> at. Even you got it wrong. <laughs> You're confusing me, man. But I got a clip from YouTube just to prove a point because I'm petty like that. This is how you pronounce eight. I ate eight cookies for dessert. I ate eight cookies for dessert. A-T-E, makan is eight, bro, not at. Yes, uh, I I don't know why I pronounce it at actually. Um, I've always said at. I would say like uh, yesterday I ate some breakfast. Mm. Uh, you know, last night for dinner I ate <laughs> some chicken. Uh, and I, I guess uh, you have proven me uh, wrong. You've been saying this your whole life. My whole life, and this despite the fact that I'm actually a qualified TESOL teacher. Like I teach English as a second language. Exactly. <laughs> that makes it even more funnier. No, okay, no, but there are a lot of words. Uh, yeah. m- more funny <laughs> Wow Your grammar Oh man I was hoping You didn't catch that You wouldn't catch that No But there are a lot of words In Malaysia That uh, we have completely Butchered In terms of the Pronunciation Yeah So for example Like How do you pronounce uh, This one uh, S-U-B T-L-E <laughs> Subtle <laughs> but, but correctly Subtle Subtle Yeah yeah So a lot of people say That wrong They go subtle Yeah The other one is The fish uh, Salmon Salmon Yeah a lot of people Pronounce it salmon <laughs> It's the same as Almond as well It's, it's not almond It's it, not? It's not You didn't know this It's almond? Yeah almond No Correct it's, it's almond I don't trust you After the eight at thing no, 100% it's, it's almond The other one Tuition it's <laughs> such an ugly word huh? How did we massacre this word Hey are you going for tuition <laughs> You're going for tuition <laughs> However most of these words right I mean yeah we mispronounce them It's a part of Manglish But they don't mm. really affect comprehension In other words At the end of the day We still understand what the other person is saying right Yeah You're not much. completely confused right Yeah However, <laughs> one time I got completely flabbergasted. I had no idea what the person was saying due to faulty pronunciation. Right. I was doing a shoot mm-hmm. and uh, the producer was saying like, okay, so after this, you go on stage and it'll be you and Han recording. Huh? Yeah, you and Han recording. <laughs> so I'm just going, Han recording. Exactly, what's a Han recording? And like, I mean, there are a lot of cameras here. I got to hold the camera myself and do a hand recording and like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it was a person actually. I was supposed to go on stage with a person. Can you right. guess who it was? Who? Henry Golding. No! Why? <laughs> <laughs> FM. So we're speaking to So Cheng Wai very soon. He's the Mass Tower runner who won the Empire State Building run-up race. This this race, I heard, uh, he's the first Asian to yeah. win it. Yes. Like mostly, uh, like a lot of like Matsales and I guess the Germans or something. <laughs> why, why did I say Germans? <laughs> <laughs> because they are power. Yeah, I guess not. Like they're really powerful and stuff like that. What I read about this guy So Cheng Wai also, he started off uh, just like running normally, like not on not. Upstairs uh-huh. But he would run on roads And stuff like that But then he found his niche And he found he could run upstairs A lot better <laughs> I want to try that one day But for now 
Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you know this, uh, Wanita. I'm a bit of a running enthusiast. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I look a uh, tubby and clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I didn't say it. <laughs> I look more like a buffet enthusiast, which I also am. <laughs> balance, balance. But I'm also a running enthusiast. I started uh, running again about five years, six years ago. Right. Uh, to lose weight and to build some stamina. Uh-huh. And so I like to run on roads. I've tried running on trails. You know, trail running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dangerous lah. Like in the jungle. In the jungle, in, in the forest. Right. Yeah, dangerous because the danger in uh, trail running ah uh, comes from two directions, up and down. What? Yeah, yeah. So on the on the ground, there are all these roots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They can yeah, be yeah. very treacherous, one you know. Yeah. So if you're not careful, uh, your foot gets stuck under one. You tumble. You fall down the jungle like seriously Jack and Jill falling down the hill stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then if you're focused on the ground, mm-hmm. you might hit a branch. Yeah, correct. So, so, like, correct. so trail runners, uh, you see, they're constantly looking up, look down, look up, look down, look up, look down. And I can't do that. I yeah. get dizzy, so I run on roads <laughs> where the danger is a lot less. Uh, just a car coming hitting you <laughs> once in a while. Uh, however, I've had to take a break. Because I tore my meniscus, you know, while while training, lah. Right. As Where I, is your meniscus? Your knee? Yeah. Hey, how how come you managed to guess that immediately? Because most runners t- tear their knees. I hear. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, my meniscus tore. So I've I've been on a seven week uh, break, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking maybe I should start practicing. Uh, gaining my strength yeah. by following what So Ching Wai is doing and maybe running upstairs instead. Yeah, I think you should. However, right? I tried it that day. Uh, didn't go so well. Uh. Why? Because Malaysian stairs always got problem one, you know. I I, <laughs> I no. went to this uh, mall. Uh, I go up two flights, got one fella smoking there. <laughs> I go up one flight, got two fellas playing the handphone there. I go up the third flight, got one couple tengah project. No! Susah, uh. Oh, don't go there. Fly FM. So EPL on Saturday, Brighton and Hull versus Liverpool. They drew. We had a conversation about it yesterday and this is what it sounded like. I think we are we are just a team of not footballers. We are a team of artists. <laughs> because we like drawing. <laughs> I expected actually the worst when they were going to play against Liverpool because Liverpool whacked Manchester United 5-0. Yeah, that was the, intense. The week before like it was mm-hmm. like a massacre. So yeah. I went into this with uh, with very, you know, guarded expectations to come away with a 2-2 draw is I think fantastic As far as I'm concerned It's a win <laughs> You can call it a draw I call it a win So anyway Because of this Unexpected result I've got a brand new chant Ready ah uh? Everybody Three Four Brighton and Hove Albion We can be champions Liverpool 2-2 Better than MU Wait We will whack everyone When we will whack everyone Or maybe just draw Because we like to do that a lot Boss Nasri, the Liverpool fan, heard that and thought that he'll call Douglas to get him to jump teams. Hello, Nasri. When you watched the game, how confident were you when you guys were 2-0 up? We were confident, lah, you know, but we, did, we, did, we didn't want to make you look so bad like uh, how we did with MU, you know? <laughs> Just give you a bit of faith, you know? And Soon if you want some... 
yeah, they seem to to go up uh, better than Emula. Am I rubbing salt in your wound or not? Our last <laughs> goal, the assist was by Lalana. <laughs> no lah, no lah, no lah. Come on lah, bagi muka sikit lah. Okay. Bagi pun actually hope player lah kat situ kan. <laughs> anyway, this is calling you up also to say, hey, forget about being the president of Brighton Football Club lah. Look, there's no supporters here, okay? Come join us Tell you what Nazri Look we are both Going to support Different teams You are both Going to have Our differences Tell, This is what I'll do I won't join your team But let's uh, put Our differences aside And unite under Something called Keluarga football lah. I think <laughs> I think that's something We can get behind right Just just pretend <laughs> for a while <laughs> Fly FM So Tima Still hasn't gone away It's still an issue um. Yeah, I think it's about time we talked about it. I didn't think it would last this long, you know, Juanita. <laughs> Just right. kept coming back, right, in the news. Yeah, we thought, you know, it, it, yeah, it was big news last week. Surely, you know, as as far as news goes, especially in a country like Malaysia, two days gone, nah, basi already. No, but we're trying to it's fight come, it. <laughs> it's come back. It's come back. People are talking about it right up to Parliament. Can you believe that? I mean, that yeah. was the latest thing, right, where mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, uh, person in Parliament yeah. made the comment that. Drinking Tima was like drinking a Malay woman whose name sounds like Tima. I think that mm-hmm. got a lot of people a, a bit riled up. What, what, what are your thoughts on this, Juanita? I'm just kind of like... <laughs> it's like not new. I, I feel like it's not new. Like it's happened before in Malaysia and it's so normal for Malaysia to yeah, react like, this like way. Like we are tired beyond irritation. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, oh, okay, what right? else? I mean, after 60 years of independence, <laughs> these things still keep cropping up. However, I think, I think it's also our fault because mm-hmm. last week, during parliament a lot of other leaders spoke up about stuff like covid recovery they spoke up about stuff like helping uh, underprivileged children right. about the refugee situation okay. did any of them get any coverage right right wow. but one person speaks up about uh, you know a drink with a name and then he make and then make some weird comment and suddenly everybody's you see you see you see you see so maybe we are fueling the fire we want like dumb stuff like this to come out of their mouths. Wow, we have a we have a phone call coming through. Can we can we pick this up? Okay. All right. Let's see who it is. Uh, hello, who's this? Hello, uh, is this the Fly FM? Yes. Hello, Fly FM. My name is Lai. Uh. Hi, Lai. I am. Uh, my full name is uh, Lai Chi Kang. <laughs> so anyway, I want to call uh, because I hear you are talking about the Tima. Is it? Yes. Yes, we are talking about Tima. Ah, yeah, actually a lot of people don't understand, uh, it's true, you know, what, uh, what the, she say, uh, that if you drink the Tima, and uh, I feel like someone called Tima, you are drinking her also, because my name is Lai Chikang. You know in Malaysia have a dessert, it's called a Lai Chikang? Yes. Ah, every time when people eat, uh, I feel, ow, 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 <laughs> ah, you see, someone eating now, uh, I feel someone biting my knees. It no. is very terrible, you know, and my day, I uh, always get distracted like this, uh, when I'm talking halfway, ow, ow. Ah, you see now another Why so many people eating like chicken so early in the morning I also don't understand uh, Somebody uh, just bite my back A bit so painful you know So I was saying right That actually in Malaysia We need to understand That this is uh, 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 Okay sorry sorry I think somebody licking the lychees uh, A bit distracted now uh, I have to go about Fly so for some reason We're getting into My personal life again Probably because Douglas hasn't been dating In like what The past 30, 40 years <laughs> They got so long <laughs> <laughs> No but no Actually you are right No, Close to 20 years I guess not just not dating But we know how the date 
would go like for me and my <laughs> wife we go eat and then pay go home lah like what but yours so you you would have been like bumbling bumble dating with Jonathan for how long already right so i was on bumble which mm-hmm. is a dating app in case you don't know um i was dating online him. online dating and this one right yeah yeah okay So Why, which app is not online, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, dating him for just three months, but it it's nice because it kind of feels it feels right. So the so online dating like for those three months was mainly uh, chatting, uh, exchanging okay. photographs. Or so what? I was talking to him on the app for one month before we met. He was in Penang at the time, mm-hmm. and I was here in KL. And then he moved back. We met up after a month, and then we've been seeing each other for. Two two months. So the first like live in person date, how traumatic or how <laughs> not say traumatic lah? How exciting was that? It was wonderful. Um, we were very nervous leading up to that. Of course, I almost cancelled because I was also at a friend's birthday in mm-hmm. the morning. So because I was so nervous at my friend's birthday, I drank a lot of. Apple juice. Oh, oh, uh, the, but the happy type of apple juice. The happy la. apple juice. Okay, okay. And uh, when he and then my friend was like, "Okay, you are no way driving out to meet him. Ask him to come to this party." So I did, and he showed up. That met it, all my friends. That's a, it. Takes a lot of guts uh, for right? a guy to show up to yeah. see the girl. You know, like on the first live in person <laughs> date with all her friends after exactly. she's been having apple juice from the morning. <laughs> Maybe it's also wretched, but yes, he was very brave, and that was very impressive. He came, he had fun, he, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. And uh, your friends all uh, gave the approving nod. No way, dude! <laughs> they like shell him, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> like put him through pressure. Poor thing, but, I but, felt so bad. But, but how? But how were you though? I mean, of course, you, you know, I must. You must have been happy. You know, you, you know, you meeting him for the first time yeah. in person. You're in a safe space, right? I was. I was in a safe space. Mm-hmm. I was just, you know. Very on apple juice, but he. I think he looked at me. He's like, "Okay, that's my girl." <laughs> he felt. So, so you, you definitely felt good. I felt. I felt good. Excellent. I think he felt like, "Wow, why this girl so fast? <laughs> so so happy on apple juice." <laughs> I think he's the same as me. So he was like, "Okay, we sama kepala." You're both juices. <laughs> oh, okay lah. Fly FM. So we are speaking to So Wai Cheng, who is the Mass Tower runner who won the Empire State Building run-up race. He's the first Asian, and of course, he is a Malaysian. We are so proud of. He's the Guinness record holder for running up 1.25 km Four Seasons Hotel in KL, and his latest win of of course the 2021 Empire State Building run-up. He ran up 1.25 km. <laughs> his, his butt and his thighs must be super powerful, man. Yeah, and he ran up the. Uh, Eiffel Tower once If you see him He's like the wind As long as you see a building He's probably run up it before like, right? Yeah, most probably, yes Congratulations on your win, Wai Ching Thank you so much Thank you for having me here Wai Ching You are the first Asian To win this Empire State Building race How does that make you feel, uh, bro? It means a lot to me Being the first Asian To win the race After 43 edition And I'm so grateful to be the first one to win the race and representing Malaysia. How long were you training for this? Yeah, for this event, actually, um, I was in Malaysia before June. I've trained a lot there. Then after that, I traveled to Austria to join my friend for like a four days, three night hike on the Alpine. And then after that, I traveled to Germany for another race, running up a ski jump. 
Thank you for telling us all of this because the papers don't tell us the months of yes. preparation. So this really proves, you know, that hard work and dedication and planning eventually pays yeah. off. And I'm so glad it paid off for you. Wai Ching, one quick question and I'm sure maybe a lot of Malaysians want to know this. How fast hmm. can you do Batu Caves? Uh, Batu Cave is a 272 step. I can finish 48 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, you will a, give a no chance one. for any of the monkeys to take any food from you, you know, if you're that fast, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about this? One special thing about this spot is that most of the tile running race around the world is actually doing it in individual flag off. Individual flag off is more challenging because when we started off one by one, we got a timing chip that take our time taken, uh, see who spent the shortest time in the stairs, who declared the winner. So when we run up the stairs, we will not know who's leading or not throughout the stairs. So that's same equivalent to our life. We have to keep giving our best effort on everything that we venture in, everything that we do, so that we will, uh, we will leave no regrets in the end. Like we give our best, that's it. You are an incredible inspiration to a lot of people. I love the philosophy, the fact that you don't know how well you're doing, but all you're going to do is do your best. Thank you. Thank you, Douglas. Thank you, Juanita. What a champion, eh, Juanita. What a champ, lah. I hope he becomes super famous. Yeah. So then when he comes back to Malaysia, he'll be given the super famous treatment by uh, having Malaysians ask him the dumbest questions. <laughs> like, like, you know, we, like, I hope I one day I can meet him in yeah. a lift that lari tangga ke? You know, like, <laughs> asking the stupid questions. But when he was talking about how competitive he yeah. has to be for this thing, it reminds me of the fact that you have also competed in quite a few things, right, Juanita? Uh, long, long time ago. I, yes, I, I did. I remember because you were in a beauty pageant competition. Correct, mm-hmm. I was. Oh, beauty pageants are also glamorous, you know. <laughs> it's not all glamorous, lah. There's also a dark side to it. Hey, serious, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that story next. Fly FM. So we are talking about beauty pageants, which is something that I was in a long time ago. Yeah, so glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just glamorous, I mean, there's a lot to it, you know. I'm sure there's a lot of hard work as well, like uh, leading up to the whole competition, like what was training like? Was there coaching? Was there like lessons and stuff? Yeah, full on. It was one month that we had to stay in a house together Mm -hmm. to learn how to catwalk. There was like fitness and diet, you know, training. Was it similar to, you know, like when we watch those model uh, reality TV shows where there's like a catty (laughs) photographer or like there's a very sassy teacher? You know what? My year was really good. We all had good relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. It was televised and the producers were trying to get some juice out of us. They were trying to like, you know, incite gossip and stuff. Yeah, or ask some us fight, about. Some yeah, but no, we were actually pretty good with A each other. <laughs> yeah, we were very boring. But you said that there was kind of like a dark side. So what was this? I do appreciate the platform that you gave mm-hmm, me, okay? Mm-hmm. But after we all you know the competition ended mm. we found out that 20k of the prize money was allocated for plastic surgery or enhancements for the winner um, huh? which which was a bit like oh that's you know not not cool that's not good because We're, it wasn't something that we were informed of um, during was, the contest was it for you oh no because after that when you win the Malaysia stage yes. you need to go and represent the country to Correct. fight uh, to fight like, to challenge yes internationally <laughs> like, yeah, to challenge internationally right correct so was this like 
to give you the extra edge to compete internationally? Um, it was no, it was encouraged because the international contestants would have had enhancements. Like in Venezuela, it's normal for them to all have plastic surgery. So to compete, we had to kind of it was encouraged lah. Basically. Oh, it wasn't to give you an extra advantage. It was to get you on par. Yeah, because the of. competition at that level was already like this. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, well, I I guess it makes sense. It, Wanita, I don't because it, it is a competition at the end of the day. So I mean, like for people who enter, let's say you know uh, the Olympics and stuff for like that, there are sacrifices they have to make. They got to train extra hard to compete at that elite level. They've got to you know drink protein shakes and eat certain supplements. So I right. guess it's okay. But no. that's like you're enhancing your what you already have. You know, it's training, it's strength training. You're mm. building your your stamina. You're really refining your skills that you already have. Whereas this when you ask you encourage people to go for surgery and stuff like that you're putting someone under scrutiny of their own body it kind of like is against the whole self-love thing and it's not it's not okay i feel oh I, that, that's mm, my take actually no like, actually, i i am tempted no like, no i'm convinced eh? when tell you that this argument is pretty good i if <laughs> no if i was there with you at the competition i mean i would never be selected like, but if i was there <laughs> at the competition and someone said hey douglas here's 20k for you to go do plastic surgery to fix your face i'm like hey 20k is not even enough to fix my backside <laughs> like, why don't you take this 20k and you fix your brain like, for suggesting such a dumb thing oh, i love it fly fm so covid self test kits now sold in supermarkets convenience stores and petrol stations for as low as 660 ringgit you know bubble tea is like 650 ringgit <laughs> Thank you for the economic comparison, <laughs> Juanita. But actually, that's really cheap, huh? Yeah, it is. This, this is the Sliver version, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, because I think we've taken the Swap version. That's a lot more expensive. Yeah, that was, I think, 40 ringgit. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Have you, how many of these Sliver test kits, like, have you done? Have you done some? I have. I have done two. Okay. I have done I think quite a lot also because this is mandatory for shooting. Right. Like, like when you if you are doing some production yeah. and there are a lot of people or there are crew members, you have each one of you ha- has to have passed this test first before they even allow you to start working. Yeah. So the first time I did it, mm. uh, it was quite exciting because you know usually uh, we are used to the swap ones. You sit down, someone puts a thing in your nose. This one is like kind of self done, right? Yeah. So you got to go there, you get the you get the uh, bag, and you got to open it uh, carefully, and you put all the stuff down, and you follow the instructions. Then you got to write your name. <laughs> so you, I wrote my name down And then the, the time of the test And then you take out the test tube So it's uh, For those of you Who have never done this before And you're thinking Maybe you want to get this test kit Let me uh, Maybe give you a briefing lah, So you're not so clueless <laughs> Okay Douglas Lim <laughs> Give a briefing Okay so uh, be, First of all Must be very careful lah, right? You open the thing carefully Put everything down nicely Basically what you need to do Is you need to collect your sliver So you have to cough five times first To make sure your sliver is full bodied wow. And then you <laughs> <laughs> and then you spit into this like test tube. Correct. Uh, it must uh, must be chukup chukup lah, right? You cannot have too little. If not, it won't work. Then you goncang goncang the test tube, and then you put the saliva into this like reader. And this reader will tell you in ten minutes yeah. whether you are positive or negative. Correct. So hopefully, you know when you get this, everybody negative lah. Okay. It's super simple, but you know yeah. what happened when I did it? <laughs> First what? off, I opened the packet. Everything inside flew everywhere. 
<laughs> so I'm like, oh shoot, do I even have all the parts now? Am I missing any you, parts? You, so you, I have to you contaminated already. You know, contaminated already. Okay. Then I open the directions, right? I'm like, okay, I have to follow step by step. <laughs> then when I spat into the vial, I spat too much, and then the vial overflowed. What? With my saliva, I got saliva everywhere. I'm like, shoot! If I have COVID, I have COVID everywhere now. How do how do you manage to spit so much saliva? <laughs> Were you collecting saliva for a know. week or what? Call five times. That's the saliva that came out. La, okay, word of warning, ah, uh, word of warning, everyone. Uh, Wanita clearly has a very wet mouth. If she sneezes, please bring umbrella. Goela Douglas. Fly F. M. And we are joined with one of my favorite people in the world, the people's matcha. Hello, salam peaceful, Wanita. Hi, you're very handsome today, PM. Oh, thank you very much. Actually, I am here. We're bearing some not so good news, oh, unfortunately. No. Uh, because I received a complaint from one of my uh, followers. Okay. Uh, his name is Ladu. Okay. And he sent me a voice note and he sounded very distressed. That is why I am here. Uh, can I play you the voice note from Ladu. Yes, yes, please play it. Hello, PM people's major Ladu here, one little Indian boy. So they have been trying to contact the Fly FM people because the Deepa Wali is coming, but the stupid the DJ Douglas wow. he only for two weeks, you know, PM. So I thought you're the only person that will listen to me. I want to tell you why all the other festival they have the song, but the Deepa Wali don't have the song. You know, PM even the Raya Raya song sometimes is not true. You know, I remember I went the day my friend Firdaus house and the radio. Play the song the Raya one. Sertahun hanya sekali. That song I remember that year two times we had Raya. After that I went my friend Francis' house. This Christmas time lah. This was last year and the Christmas song also is salah you know because ah uh, he said the Santa Claus come to town. But last year he was locked down. No tourists allowed to come into the KLA close. How the Santa Claus all came to town? Then I even worse, you know, PM. The Halloween, Halloween, they also got their own song. And the Halloween is a festival about a pumpkin, right? And then the song is from the the, the fellow was named Shaggy. He saw Mr. Labu Labu, Labu ha. Mr. Labu Labu. So what I'm seeing, Paris, uh, people, bacha, please lah. Deepa Valley also, we need to have some song. Oh, Ladu. That was a very long message, Ladu. Yes, actually, my me- my uh, my uh, memory all used up because of that uh, <laughs> because of that long message. So I'm hopefully, uh, you know, I will uh, request from you now, Wanita. Tolong uh-huh. lah. Ha, kita main lagu di Pawali ke or some di Pawali themed uh, music uh, on oh. Thursday. If not, I will send a strongly worded letter. Okay, okay, okay. That will be necessary. We'll talk to our management. Fly FM. So we're talking about law-abiding citizens or non-law-abiding citizens, Douglas I, Lim. I am a very law-abiding citizen. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, seriously, I I follow a lot of rules. Uh, I am a very law-abiding citizen. I have been from the time I was very young. However, there are some laws which I feel uh, need to be put into context. Like, okay, on our, on our, you come from Shah Alam, right? Yes, yes. On your drive to the studio, how mm-hmm. many traffic lights do you go through? Two. Only two, ah. Two. Okay, so I'm from Ampang. I go through about seven traffic lights. Wow. Now, so my simple question to you is, and please answer as honestly as possible, Wanita. Yeah. 
we are driving at 5 in the morning there's hardly any traffic do you still follow the traffic light rules I do because at 5 in the morning you don't know what kind of people are out there right so it's quite scary to not follow the traffic light rules Okay, that wasn't the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a bit boring. Yeah, okay. So, as I said, I am a law-abiding citizen, you know, Juanita. Like, 99.9% of the time, I will definitely follow. But at 5 in the morning, yeah. 7 traffic lights, some some junctions I can see for miles and miles. Like literally, there is no car. It is well lit. So, there are no cars hiding. There's no, you know, a, a sneaky motorbike hiding somewhere or a pedestrian. I can see there, there's no other traffic on the road. Okay. So, why am I stopping at a red light? I guess that's fair, I, I guess. Right. Because, no, every law, there is a reason. In, in lawyers speak, it's called a preamble. In other words, they have a law here, but there has to be a reason for that law. Right. Now, in my head, I look at the traffic light. Uh, the law is there so that it can control traffic. Yes. It's not about controlling behavior. So now, if I am there oh. at a junction and there's a traffic light and there's clearly no traffic to be controlled, mm-hmm. I think I deserve to have the right to ignore a traffic light. So you're saying... Well, we should change the law. No, we should make change up the our law. own law. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I am saying that we should have a law that is um, appropriate according to the context. Okay. What would this law be called? The law would be called use your brain law. <laughs> Fly FM. So we're asking you, what are some of the laws that you should question? Because Douglas doesn't think that we should follow traffic lights sometimes when there is no traffic, especially at five in the morning and it's a red light. Jeffrey, what are some of the questionable laws that you have to abide or have experienced? Hey guys, Douglas, Wanita, morning. So some laws, right, uh, are, are absolutely ridiculous. Okay. So, Let's just go to this um, this smoking laws, like you know, you know how some countries have got this designated smoking areas and places, like so, Singapore. You know, like <laughs> Singapore. Yeah, exactly. No, Singapore's one is not just an area; it's a box on the ground, it's right? It's a small That's box. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. So uh, you know, you stand in Singapore, you have to stand in this box, yeah, this yellow box and smoke, right? <laughs> yeah. And light your cigarette, right? But hey, guys, does the smoke actually know? Like, oh, you know what? I have to stay within this yellow box. <laughs> I can't go out, you know. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? This doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, you, you, are, so you, are, you are there. You are in this box. You are following the laws, but the smoke is following the laws of physics and it's just going <laughs> everywhere. So so that is a, well, it's quite a questionable law. I agree with you, Jeffrey. Yeah, it's ridiculous, like, I tell you. you know? Thank God they don't have it here, like, you know, boxes. Yeah, I want to make it clear, first of all, that I don't endorse uh, smoking. Uh, however, if yeah. you are a smoker, mm-hmm. I mean, you should be entitled to laws that are fair or yeah. laws that actually make sense. La. This one, especially in Singapore, uh-huh. absolutely no sense because you are stuck, you are confined to one box yeah. while your smoke travels everywhere. Correct. You know? But Singaporeans, I've seen this, man, they follow it to a T because they're so scared, you know. I, I was there, you know, and there were some of my <laughs> Malaysian friends who were there. Typical, la, we are Malaysian, we are like... Yeah. Cross a bit, never mind one ma. You know, he was standing there and then the leg touched the line a bit. Yeah. While he was standing in the box, the leg touched the line, straight away fine. No questions, Monita. Yeah, because these people are standing everywhere waiting, waiting for you to like just touch that line <laughs> so they can issue you a fine. Yeah. Come on, it's so expensive. There's no settling, there's no warning, there's no asking first. No, it's straight away it's a fine. That's Correct. why Singaporeans, right? Oh my goodness, they are so law abiding. Mm-hmm. A Singaporean would 
stand in that box yeah. while having his uh, smoke uh-huh. and even if a car was coming straight at him <laughs> he would either have to finish the cigarette first before stepping <laughs> out of the box or just die yeah, right. <laughs> and even after you hit him right and he and he tumbles backwards and he's still <laughs> holding a cigarette sorry bro I know you're an accident but you are smoking in a non-designated area you are gonna find also Fly FM I got a ticket for for not wearing seatbelt at the parking entrance. You were you were driving, is it? You were driving, and then you didn't wear your seatbelt, but you were near a a shopping mall parking entrance. Actually, I was wearing my seatbelt. I just opened up my seatbelt during uh, entering the the parking entrance. I, I didn't notice there was a roadblock there. The policeman uh, was telling me, "Why are you not wearing your seatbelt?" And I was like. I know, I just opened my seatbelt because I'm entering the, the, the lot there Then the policeman was like uh, Do you go to driving school? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, <Gonna sound>. <laughs> <laughs> because you are not allowed to, to unbuckle your seatbelt until you, you finish parking Then, I don't know if this sound sounded rude At that time, I was just like Did you go to driving school? Because in the driving school, we don't wear seatbelt for parking <laughs> Wow, snap! Uh, eh, bang, bang, bang. Tapi ini polis, yeah. bang. <laughs> are, are you, did you, was, did anything happen or not? Uh, uh, actually, I got the ticket. <laughs> I think it's because I answered it like that. that yeah, lah. Uh, yeah. You outsmarted. No, you outsmarted, but sometimes you got to be really polite, guy, bro, yeah. in th- situations like this, huh? <laughs> I've absolutely been in situations like that, Douglas. Mm-hmm. But I think because, honestly, because I'm a woman, you know, pretty, pretty, we sometimes get a pass on these things. Oh, oh so, <laughs> like, you, I just praised myself. I don't even know how to <laughs> respond to this, Juanita, because I'm pretty, pretty. <laughs> makeup, you know, bro. I can't believe you use makeup to get out of a ticket. <laughs> I use makeup for a lot of things, bro. Ooh. <laughs> but we can uh, talk about that in just a bit. Fly FM. So we're talking about how makeup has its benefits. Sometimes if I want to get my way with certain things, I put on makeup. Your way with certain things? <laughs> like yeah. what? Okay, like um, if I'm going into a parking space, for example, and I don't have a pass, I just, you know... Bat my eyelashes Put a bit of makeup on And smile at the guard la, And so he'll let me in you know. It's so typical It's so typical And I don't want to sound sexist or what, But this is such a Women's weapon <laughs> To do this However in less Intense situations Right But how about uh, Either you're meeting Someone for the first time Whether it's a job interview Or even a date mm-hmm. I mean Women would put on makeup To make themselves More presentable Or to you know Have some sort of advantage Am, am I Am I really bad For saying this No I mean I don't think all women wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I do it to feel a little bit more confident, more put together, more presentable. Like, yeah. See, like earlier on, you were saying that you know you you had to go on Bumble because yeah. you know uh, we hadn't opened up yet, and so you know there were no live uh, in-person dates. Right. So then, when you started to go on these live in-person dates, yeah. did you put makeup? I did. Mm-hmm. I did put on makeup. Um, I also, you know, drank a lot of apple juice on this date or like prior <laughs> to this date. So by the time I had my date, my makeup was like gone. It's all over the place. I remember walking out of the bathroom, looking at my face and going, oh my God, I look like... I'm sure you fine. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, you know, but, but yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. You know, if he's going to love me, he has to love me for me. So I, I didn't bother with the makeup. <laughs> so I think the big question here is... Is makeup a form of deception? Wow. 
Big heavy ah, heavy ah. I feel I feel very bad was it? But come on, <laughs> no. Try and answer well, as honestly as possible. Is makeup a form of deception? I think sometimes if you're using it for the wrong reasons, not to feel better, but to make yourself look different, mm-hmm. then yes, makeup is a form of deception. Like there's this story about this Egyptian man who found out after a month what his wife actually looked like without makeup, and he divorced her lah. You serious? Yeah. Like okay, that means so before <laughs> the marriage, I'm guessing uh, the wife would have had full makeup on. Yes. And then maybe like he got tricked or something like that. Yes. And he, she kept the makeup on for a, a month <laughs> after know. marriage. I don't know how. Maybe she like woke up before him, go to the bathroom, put makeup on, and then just go, you know, like that. <laughs> I think this this would happen both ways. I mean, like I think a girl would do the same thing. Imagine if you married someone who had makeup on twenty four hours. Then when you finally find out what he looks like, you would also divorce him. I'm sure that's what happened to Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> But you know what? Wearing makeup is normal for guys as well, right? Douglas wears makeup in his videos, don't you, Douglas? Oh yeah, of course. Even though it's terrible. No, because without makeup, <laughs> I look I look very pale and pasty. Fly <laughs> FM. So we're talking about men wearing makeup, which is a norm these days, right? Oh, yes, yes. Compared to last time, I think the only men who wore makeup last time were clowns. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, but now a lot of people wear makeup. Okay, I wear makeup because uh, I do. Uh, performances uh, sometimes in my videos where I have to you know play a, a female character or I have to play a, a character with weird eyebrows so I will have like uh, makeup and stuff like that however yeah. like I can put on all types of makeup except two things what? I can't do mascara and I can't do lip balm okay mascara I understand you don't want to poke your eye uh, yeah, number one, don't put my eye because it's very dangerous. I don't know how you girls do it now because that brush is like, it looks like a mini toilet brush <laughs> and you're holding it so close to your eye. Like I, when it goes there, so I get scared already. But also, uh, there, there was once I had to apply mascara because I was doing a, a mime performance huh. and I just, I just kept crying. I don't know, I was very sensitive to oh, the mascara. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. So okay. that was quite bad. The lip balm one also is... is <laughs> the lip balm one is a bit of a funny situation because... Uh, when you apply a lip balm to my lips, uh-huh. I just keep licking it. I don't know why. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be flavorful balm, you know. It's just what? normal lip balm. But my lips are so sensitive and my brain, it just goes into this mode where I got to lick everything off. Yeah. And it looks very bad on camera because it's like, what's wrong with Douglas? Yeah. Why is he looking so like... Um, Visually, just you licking your lips <laughs> constantly. Yeah, that yeah, must yeah. be quite disturbing. It's not even like, uh, you know, like a sexy song or anything in the background. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, like, nom, 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 it's just nom, me going... Nom, Gross! Nom. Yeah, and everyone is like, Douglas, can you tone down the sexual energy? I say, there is no sexual energy. Uh, I'm just licking my lips because you got stupid balm on my on my <laughs> lips, you know? But you're wearing for a performance. Mm-hmm. I know men who actually wear it because, you know, just to look like their skin is more toned. I have to tell the story, don't I? Papa, I'm so sorry, Papa, if you're listening. But my dad... <laughs> Your father was makeup. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he does sometimes. Um, I walked up to the bathroom once. Okay. Went up to the bathroom. I was looking for makeup to wear because I left mine at home in my house. Mm. So I went through his things in the bathroom, <laughs> his pouch, and I found foundation. It's like, man, this foundation matches my skin and it's like nice brand one. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, my dad wears makeup. After that, I asked him about it. 
He's, he told me not to tell anybody <laughs> but, And know, so he decided to tell the whole world Yeah, here we are National radio right, Exposing his secret But that, that's it I kind of love him for it though Yeah, no But at least you can share your dad's makeup Because I'm guessing your dad has a normal job My dad on the other hand uh, Everyone knows Is Major Lim Retired former Air Force <laughs> So he's a soldier So the only makeup he would have uh, Would be camouflage <laughs> Which would be useless for me Because if I put on my father's camouflage With my spiky hair I end up looking like a cat <laughs> this is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.